Welcome to the Beam Yoga Podcast. My name is Julian Hankins. Today, we're going to be discussing a particular yoga theme. Join me today with our yoga teacher. Sarah is joining us today to talk about breath, breathing during yoga, breathing during life. She has extensive knowledge in the subject as this is what she studied in school. So she's taking the practices that she learned in her art of singing and bringing them into her art and practice of yoga. Hello. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Project Beam and the Beam Yoga Podcast. My name is Julian Hankins and I'm here with Sarah McDowell today. Where are you today, Sarah? Um, I'm in Denton, Texas. And um, so I'm going to share. Sarah is the manager at Summit Yoga and she was such an asset to the Summit Yoga Teacher Program. She shared so much about um, about voice and about just the background and the history of yoga and how we can really dive deep into so many other aspects um, of yoga. And I was so happy to meet her there. And so welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you. So what is the yoga theme that you're going to talk about today? Yeah, so I'm going to talk a little bit about breath, and I know that sounds like the most basic of basic yoga themes that you could possibly come up with, Um, but the reason being is that I tend to have a little bit more of a deeper connection with breath as it comes to, as it regards to um, the voice training that I have, Um, and I incorporate a lot of that breath work and that yoga work with my um, vocal students as well, because I um, did my undergrad degree in vocal performance over at the University of North Texas, and I still um, gig around as a classical musician in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. So as a vocal teacher and as a yoga teacher, a lot of those things kind of go hand in hand with each other, and the breath tends to be the biggest one for me. Yeah, I love that, and that was kind of the first intro that we had to you first lesson that right. you gave us with yeah, breath yeah. And, and your vocal knowledge. Um, and so what was it that inspired you or what inspires you to teach this theme? Yeah. So one of the first things when I kind of started getting into yoga um, that kind of inspired me to go along that path was actually when I was in high school, I um, attended a festival Um, called the Oregon Box Festival. And I was actually a singer in their youth choral academy. Um, And there was a professor there who's a professor now at St. Olaf. And her name is Therese Hibbard. And she had a thing that we would do every morning that she called body singing. And it was kind of like yoga. It wasn't yoga, essentially, but it had yoga elements to it, where we would connect our movement with our breath and then with Uh, music so that we could internalize the music and internalize our breath and kind of link the three together. Um, And that's kind of 
the inspiration that I try to take within my yoga classes as well. Cause obviously not everyone who walks into a yoga class is going to be or classify themselves as a musician or be a vocalist or whatever. Um, but I think there is something to be said for learning how to internalize um, that breath and how to keep your mind kind of focused there. And that's a very similar tactic that musicians need to do with um, a pulse or with a beat. Did, were you already practicing yoga? Um, a little bit, but not very consistently. I mean, that was kind of like at the very start of my yoga journey. And I was kind of like how a lot of people start, I think, going to like one class and then not going for a couple months and then going to another class and then not going for mm-hmm. a week or two. Um, but yeah, so I, I had been practicing a little bit, but not not as consistently as I am now. Okay, cool. So that was kind of the base of where you started to learn breath and then as you started practicing yoga you learned how much that relates and how you can kind of provide a unique point of view to yoga students yeah I think it was more that that was kind of the moment where I realized the two were like the two meaning voice and yoga had the similar correlation of breath Mm -hmm. Um, I think Mm -hmm. I always knew that but I hadn't in my brain like put the two and two together like yes these two actually go so hand in hand with each other that there's a massive connection here that needs to be kind of mined into Mm -hmm. so when you're beginning a class and using your experience how do you like to describe breath during your yoga classes I start it very observatory just letting students figure out what their breath feels like without having to force it Um, And from a meditation standpoint, I'm no way in any shape or form an expert in any sort of meditation. But from the teachers that I've worked with on meditation, the first thing that they've always had me do was to just observe the breath and just observe how it feels and get comfortable with knowing how a normal natural breath feels versus a breath where we actually have to start thinking about it. So usually I start them off with just a very slow observation, thinking about um, how deep does your breath feel today? How shallow does it feel? Where do you feel the breath? Things like this, but trying to get them to not change anything about it because that's what we'll start doing later. Yeah, just allowing people to get in tune with what their natural breath is and seeing how it might need to change or just uh, allowing it to be what it is and accept what it is and then kind of equalize it out. Yeah, definitely. Further into class. Yeah, definitely. And I think Mm -hmm. also just because it's hard to understand how to create a deeper breath if you don't, or a fuller breath for that matter, if you don't have a basis to compare it to. Um, And a lot of my vocal students, when we talk about like, low belly breath or like, you know, using the diaphragm to support, taking that big breath, they, you know, I'll ask them like, what does that mean? And then they'll be like, I have no idea. (laughs) And it's because they don't, they don't have anything really to understand to compare it to yet because they just have the natural breath that they do all the time, but they haven't taken a second to observe what that actually is to compare that to a different breath style that I'm trying them, trying to get them to do. So in the same way, in yoga classes, I'm trying to get students to observe a simple, natural, basic, straightforward breath, 
and then let's change it and see how you feel a difference from that normal basic breath to something a little bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Would you be, I didn't really ask you this before, but would you want to give people listening about like a three, four minute kind of intro into how you start a class? Um, sure. Like kind of like exactly how I would say it basically. Yeah, yeah. Just to um, give a little bit of an example and to um, just kind of get people to think um, if they're not going to a yoga class and they're in their car listening or at home, kind of think about how they can start using this in their everyday life um, or when they go to a yoga class they'll have you know your your words in their mind also about how to um how to incorporate breath in their class sure 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 um and just to kind of lead into that um there is an app out there called headspace that is a really really awesome meditation app that i steal a lot from (laughs) and put into my yoga classes a lot so i'm just gonna kind of plug that because Um, their stuff is really awesome. And I think it's very, uh, translatable to people who have maybe not practiced a whole lot of meditation or yoga before. And of course it's just a meditation app, but the two obviously go hand in hand. Um, so I usually will start off my class, um, with them somewhere in Shavasana or in child's pose, you know, somewhere that's accessible. And, um, it'll be a lot of just telling them to start off by noticing just wherever your natural breath is. And, Try not to change it or force it or judge it in any sort of way, but just notice what happens to the body every single time you breathe in and then every single time you breathe out. And then with that, start to notice any qualities of the breath that you may feel, whether it's fast or if it's slow, if it's shallow or deep. But again, in the same way, we're still not trying to change that, judge it, force it, or change or, um, or alter that in any sort of way. Um, then from there, after I give them a couple moments with that, that's when we start to bring in a little bit more depth and starting to incorporate a little bit more physical sensation too. Breathing in and feeling maybe coolness across the upper lip and then noticing how that breath changes as you breathe back out. It gets a little bit warmer as it passes back out through the mouth or back out through the nose. Um, from there, you can kind of start to incorporate some some more deeper breathing meditation techniques again stolen from headspace because it's wonderful um things like counting the breath where you breathe in for a count of one and then exhale for two inhale for three exhale for four and keep going until you reach 10 and then once you reach 10 you start back over at one and that way it gives the mind somewhere to kind of pinpoint focus on so that doesn't start to wander or get lost in any sort of way um and that tends to help students get a little bit more focused on the breath internally before they start to move. Cause I think once movement happens, that's where people start getting distracted. Um, and the point of course, which comes back to Dr. Hibbard's uh, body singing techniques um, is to get the breath and the movement linked together, which is vinyasa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And that way, um, I don't know, it's just whenever people are on the go and you, you know, it's just a quick little couple of minutes on how to get back in tune with your body, how to de-stress, 
how to like let go of whatever you're hanging on to and become more connected with your body. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's such an important theme to always come back to because like you said, it's so easy to kind of get ahead of yourself and start focusing on the poses and forgetting about the breath when the breath is the most important part of a yoga class. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're all there is to calm ourselves and, um, and whenever you're breathing correctly, you're going to be able to get into your poses better. If that's kind of more of your goal, um, it will help you along your yoga journey. Yeah, exactly. So do you have any specific poses? I know you already talked about starting your students off in Savasana or just seated, um, but any specific poses that you really like to incorporate with breath? Um, honestly, not specifically, but um, I do like to focus a lot on uh, building stability in a posture first. Uh, my, uh, my, my 200 hour was primarily focused in Hatha and less in Vinyasa. Um, so I take a little bit more time to build up that foundation and hold the posture a little bit longer. And after that, I like to come back and incorporate the more of the body singing technique with the movement and breath. So in a very, very basic example would be something like giving them a couple moments, like three or four breaths in um, uh, Warrior Two. And then having them inhale to a reverse warrior and then exhale to a side angle, you know, and then having them do that Mm -hmm. multiple times until they start to just move with their own breath so that no one is going at the same pace. It's more about how your breath leads you. Um, And I tend to use that technique a lot. And sometimes it'll get more complicated, too, with more complicated flows, of course. But always starting with the stability first so that they have a foundation to go back to if they need to. And then letting them know that the breath is what guides them from one basic posture to another basic posture. Yeah. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, just inhaling as you kind of open up your body and then exhaling as you close off your body um, to really expand the lungs fully and contracting the lungs fully. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, where are you currently teaching, Sarah? Well, I am currently at Summit uh, Climbing Yoga and Fitness, as you had mentioned before. Um, I mainly teach in the Denton location, but I'm also in Carrollton. Um, and I'm pretty much over at all of them since I need to be at all of the locations at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is a new yoga studio that's opening up in the White Rock area of Dallas called uh, YAM, which will stand for Yoga Arts and Music. And I'll be doing some stuff with them once they open up in early 2019. Oh, that sounds really cool. It's like your perfect combination. Yeah, I'm really stoked about it. Mm -hmm. um, There's some really wonderful people over there. And, um, you know, they're still starting to get things off the ground. But I'm um, I'm really, really excited to see what they start doing with that studio. Is it going to be yoga classes and like music classes as well? From my understanding, it'll be uh, yoga, and then they want to do a bunch of music and yoga-related and art-related workshops, um, and then also allowing it to be some sort of art gallery, too. I will definitely go check that out whenever they open. Yeah, it should be really cool. Where can people find you on social media? Um, For the most part, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, 
Facebook, not really. <laughs> um, yeah. But my Instagram handle is Sarah McDowell 11. Um, and I should have a website coming up pretty soon. Um, I've got a uh, workshop that's going to be starting pretty soon with um, the chair of voice at UNT, who is my vocal teacher, and then another vocal teacher, of old vocal teacher of mine, who's also still teaching at UNT as well. Um, and we're trying to put together a singer's wellness package where um, my, my professor will talk a little bit about singer's identity. I will bring in a vocal yoga component and then my other voice teacher will bring in a um, nutrition aspect Um, and this is something we're kind of hoping to get off the ground in the next year Um, so we'll have that'll be up on my website a little bit sooner once I get that kind of going awesome well thank you so much for sharing yeah thank you Thank you for listening to the Beam Yoga podcast. This podcast is for both yogis and non-yogis alike. Whatever stage of the journey that you're in, I hope that you can take bits of this podcast back into your class, back into your practice, or back into your day-to-day life. Until next time.